Welcome to the Attracting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithRoy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithRoy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hello again, and welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. My name is Roy Biancalana. I am your host, and today we are doing part three of a seven-part series that I have titled Quantum Quotes, Pithy Wisdom for Life and Love. And the idea behind this series is quite simple. I have chosen seven quotes from some spiritual masters and mystics and gurus, some of whom have lived thousands of years ago. Some are alive even today. And I've chosen these seven quotes for two reasons. First, they're unbelievably powerful in that they point us toward how to live our best life. I mean, how to be happy, how to have a sense of well-being, how, how to live consciously and mindfully and and, and be in the world in a really healthy way. And they speak to our love lives, how to interact with our partners, our potential partners, in a way that creates fulfilling, meaningful relationships. So this series, I believe, these, these quotes, I believe, if we understand them, and then if we go about the intention and the task of aligning our life with them, they have, well, not only the ability, but I think we can bank on the fact that they will give us a quantum leap in the way we live and love. I do believe these quotes are that powerful that I'm bringing to you. Now, I've chosen quotes that are not only powerful and that I think have so much to say, but I've chosen pithy quotes, meaning short, sweet, to the point, because I'd love for you to memorize them. Well, maybe not all of them. That might be asking a lot. But I think if you listen to this series, there might be one, two, three of them that really stand out to you. I mean, maybe they speak to something in your life that you know you need to focus on or, or work on. And so if the quote is short and simple, you can memorize it. You know, if I was to quote an entire paragraph from someone or a whole page out of someone's book, you know, that's just, that's just way too much, right? So most of these quotes are one sentence, maybe two sentences at the most. And so that you can memorize them and and really kind of write them on your heart because they can be that powerful. All right. Having set that stage, no need to review our first quote, which was the great way is not difficult for those who have no preferences. The second podcast in this series said that your task is not to seek love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. 
And I want to say one quick thing, though, before I jump into today's quote, and that is for every one of these quotes, I definitely want to give you a resource for further study. Like if one or two or three of these these really speak to you, then I want to tell you, well, here's a resource to build on it, to go deeper with it. Okay? So in the first the first podcast, The Great Way is Not Difficult for Those Who Have No Preferences, I said, read Michael Singer's second book, The Surrender Experiment, because he's lived a life from the mid-70s where he has not lived with preferences. He has simply surrendered to what is and gone with the flow of how life presents itself. And so his second book, The Surrender Experiment, is an autobiography describing Here's what happens when you live a life of surrender, okay? Um, But for week number two, or or part number two, I don't think I mentioned a resource. And here I'm going to tell you that my second book is the best resource that I know of to help you take the quote from Rumi to the next level in your life. Remember, the quote is, your task isn't to seek love but merely to seek and find the barriers within yourself that you built against it. Well, my second book is called Attracting Lasting Love. This podcast has been named after that. But the subtitle of that book is Breaking Free of the Seven Barriers that Keep You Single. Okay, So the entire book builds on that quote. The whole book is about the quote. And I've identified seven barriers barriers, seven ways we sabotage ourselves, seven ways we block the flow of love coming to us, seven ways we keep ourselves single. And so if you want to go more deeply into the approach that Rumi is suggesting, meaning he's suggesting don't put your attention on where to go or how to meet someone, what to say, how to flirt. Don't don't put your attention on finding a partner. Put your attention on discovering the barriers within yourself that are keeping you single. If you want to go that direction, then my second book is the best resource that I know. All right, enough of that. Let's jump into today's quote. And you knew it was coming somewhere along the way. You knew that Roy's going to have one of these quotes, at least one, from his favorite spiritual teacher, Michael Singer. And you're right. Today's quote comes from Michael Singer, but I promise you it's the only one of the seven. There's only one from Michael Singer. I could have done a whole series on seven things that he said that I think would be quantum quotes, but we're only going to do one. And here is the quote. It's very pithy, very powerful, and like all of these, unbelievably radical. I mean, they're the kind of quotes that just make your head explode, but they point to truth that can create quantum leaps in our love lives. Here it is. Michael Singer says, all problems are caused by mind. No exceptions. That's the quote. All problems are caused by mind. No exceptions. He's basically saying any problem that you have I don't care if it's in your financial life, your your uh, health, 
your relationships, your occupation, your family life, your children, you name it. He's saying, I don't care where the problem comes for, from. I don't care what the problem is. It's being caused by mind. There are no exceptions to this rule. Now, if that doesn't make you go, wait a minute, that's a little extreme. He's got to be exaggerating. Surely there are problems that we can have that are not caused by mind. Well, he's not exaggerating. He's exactly right. Although we need to understand what he's saying. And I believe once you understand what he's saying, um, well, you still might not buy it. That's okay. But I think you'll at least understand where he's coming from. It'll at least make sense to you the why he's saying this. Okay? So let's break this down just a little bit. All problems are caused by mind, no exceptions. The first thing that I want to say is that Michael is not saying that your mind is causing everything that happens. So in other words, if all problems are caused by mind and I'm stuck in traffic and I'm late for a meeting, and that's a problem, did my mind cause the traffic? No, of course not. If I... If my company downsizes and I lose my job, does that mean my mind caused my company to downside? Downsize? No, obviously not. If you go to the doctor and there's a dark spot on your mammogram, does that mean your mind caused you to get cancer? Heavens, no. So this quote is not saying that your mind is creating your reality. There are spiritual teachers, and they are false teachers. Make no mistake about it. Anyone who says that your thoughts create reality, they are full of shit, and they're just trying to sell you something. Your mind does not create reality. Your little mind has only been around for however many years that you've been alive. And I'm sorry, the universe has been around for 13.8 billion. And there's a lot that has been created without your little mind being involved. Okay? Your mind does not create reality. Your thoughts do not create reality. I love the people who teach that stuff. Nobody ever says, well, then... Uh, I want to, I want to, I'll just have my mind create the winning numbers for the lottery and I'll win the lottery every week for the rest of my life. Become an ultra multi-billionaire. Oh, they never say you can do that, can they? Right? So this quote is not saying that your mind is creating whatever event is taking place right in front of you. That's the first thing. It's, it's not talking about that. The second thing I want to talk about is what does he mean by all problems are caused by mind? Well, he's not talking, like I said, about normal, I mean, just the events that happen, the experiences that we have. Um, anything from the weather to traffic to somebody cheating in a relationship 
somebody ghosting you or gaslighting or not texting you, people that are breaking agreements, right? There's all kinds of things that happen in life, right? You, you, you're well aware of that, aren't you, <laughs> right? All kinds of experiences uh, you're having, right? I mean, all kinds of events and all kinds of things are unfolding right in front of your face, People are saying things and doing things and there are certain conditions and certain circumstances and all of that. So the first thing is Michael's not saying your mind is causing that. But what he is saying is that all of those things, if they are a problem, if, if there is some suffering with the events that are happening and unfolding in front of you, if they bother you, right? If, if, if they trigger you, if they irritate you or frustrate you, if, they, if you find yourself worrying, in other words, all these events that take place that you bump into dozens and dozens and dozens of times every single day, whatever is occurring, if it becomes a problem, it's caused by your mind. In other words, the way you're thinking about it. But sometimes, you know, here's, a, here's a perfect little short example. You go outside and it's raining. And you don't have anything that you're doing outside that day and there's nothing special happening and you're like, it's raining. So it's raining, but it's not a problem for you, right? Now, imagine that it's raining, but today's your wedding day and you have an outdoor ceremony. It's just still raining, isn't it? But now it's a problem. Why? Because your mind is saying, oh my God, this shouldn't happen. This is bad. This is wrong. This is going to ruin my day. This is the exact thing that I don't want to happen. So now you got a problem. All problems are caused by mind. All problems are like that. There is some event that's happening. And there are events happening all the time in our lives that are just not problems. You drive down the street and you see all kinds of cars. Right? You, see, you see cars everywhere driving past you, coming at you, turning, driving around, right? There's hundreds and hundreds of cars that you see if you, when you go for a drive. But what happens when you see a car that reminds you of your ex? Like your ex used to drive that exact car. You see that car and it, it triggers things. It brings things up. Now you got a problem, don't you? <laughs> because your mind is like, my ex did this, my ex did that, broke my heart, did something, whatever. So my point is that there are things unfolding in front of us every day and they're just not a problem. But some things become problems. Or we notice that we are suffering in some way. And whenever there is a problem, whenever something's bothering you, whenever there's any kind of suffering, 
It's not being caused by the event or the person or the circumstance or the condition in and of itself. It's a problem because of the way you're thinking about it. That voice in your head is what I want to talk about today in this podcast. You do know that you have a voice in your head, don't you? Like right now, very quietly say the word hello inside your head. You hear it? That's the voice I'm talking about. You just made a thought in your head and, and it said hello. Have you realized that there, you have a voice in your head that's talking to you all day long, all the time? It's trying to explain things. It's trying to figure things out. It's interpreting people's behavior. It's judging about this being good or bad. It's telling you that it likes this or it doesn't like this. It's telling you that you should be worried about this or that. It's telling you you're stressed out about something. It's telling you that something's not fair or that someone is an idiot. Right? That There's a voice in your head that is talking to you all the time. And it's got commentary on everything. It's got an opinion about everything. It believes things. It has beliefs, it has assumptions, it has expectations. It's that voice in your head is what I'm talking about when I say mind. Better known as ego. But mind is just fine. And Michael says, oh, any, anytime you've got a problem, it's being caused by your mind. But that's the most radical thing is... We really do think, no, 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 it's not how I'm thinking about it. It's the actual event. My boyfriend cheated on me. My girlfriend left me. I got laid off. I got a bad diagnosis. My kids are in trouble. I'm single. It's not how I'm thinking about it. It's it's the event. It's the reality. It's, it's, it's whatever is occurring in my life and in right in front of me. That's, that's a problem. And Michael Singer says, no, 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 it's not. It's just an event. It's a problem only if your mind says it is. Now, did you know that Shakespeare also recognized this in his, in his play, Hamlet? He said, There is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. (laughs) Even Shakespeare saw this. There's nothing that's good or bad. I mean, things, things are things. Events are events. People do what people do. There are conditions and circumstances. Rain is not good or bad. What people say and do is not good or bad. It, but your thinking makes it so. Your thinking is what labels. It's what judges. So all problems are caused by mind. Now let's go a little bit deeper. What I'm saying in terms of problems is whenever you have some sort of suffering, right? Whenever you, whenever you're stuck, right? Whenever you're upset about something, you're bothered by something. That that's when it's a problem, right? You're driving down the street, you see a car that passes you, it's not a problem, right? 
when you see your your ex's car and it triggers all kinds of memories and feelings and stuff come up, then it becomes a problem because you have judgments. You know, your mind is telling you about your ex and all the things that happened and it's not fair and blah, blah, blah. So let me give you another quote from another spiritual teacher by the name of Byron Katie. And I debated whether this should be the quote that we look at, but it's a little bit long. It's a little harder to memorize. So I stuck with all problems are caused by mind, no exceptions, because it's so pithy and so easy to memorize. And as I quote to you, Byron Katie, I also want to tell you, as radical as Michael Singer's quote sounds, you will not find a reputable spiritual teacher, whether it was Buddha 2,600 years ago, or Jesus, or Ken Wilber, or Eckhart Tolle, or Hale Dawaskin, or Deepak Chopra. You won't find any of them that disagree with Michael. Zero. Everybody agrees exactly with what Michael's saying here. They might say it in a different way. But every spiritual teacher is going to tell you that all your problems are because of that, that voice in your head. Right? Because you look at the animal kingdom. You look at birds and squirrels and animals and you're like, all kinds of things happen to them. Right? I mean, you can turn on Nat Geo Wild and, you know, watch the lions chasing after the, the gazelles and watch, you know... The, the, those planet series that um, come out from the BBC and, and they show the different animals and different places in the world and you know and you'll see all kinds of things happening to them. But do you do you get any sense that anybody's suffering when, when the bird when the bird flies around and can't find a worm? Do you, do you sense that he's he goes back to the nest? And he, he tells his bird partner, I'm such a loser. I can't get anything right. I can't get it done. I'm a bad bird. I don't know where to find worms. Do you, do you get any sense of that? <laughs> when the squirrel buries a nut in the ground and then comes back four months later and, and it's gone, do you, do you think the squirrel sits there and says, oh my God, I can't believe somebody stole my 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 nut. I mean, what's... What's wrong with this world? Why, this isn't fair. I mean, I worked so hard for that little nut and I buried it right here. Do you get any sense that that happens? <laughs> no. Why not? Because those animals, they don't, they don't think. They don't have minds like we do. They don't have an ego. They just respond to what is. Can't find a worm? I guess I'll look someplace else. Can't find my nut? Maybe someone took it. Well, I'll go find the nut I buried someplace else. There's no suffering in the animal kingdom <laughs> because they don't think. But we suffer because we've developed this ego. We've developed this, this part of our evolution. We've developed a thinking mind that judges and has opinions and believes certain things should happen and certain things shouldn't happen, right? 
So we make our own suffering because of the our thinking. That's where the suffering is coming from. It's not because you can't find a nut. <laughs> it's not because you can't find a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It's because of the way you think about it that it becomes a problem. They're suffering. So here's the quote from Byron Katie. It gets a little bit more explicit, but it's a little bit longer. This is kind of from her life story when she was sharing a little bit about, you know, her awakening, I guess you could call it. And she said this, I discovered that when I believed my thoughts, I suffered, but that when I didn't believe them, I didn't suffer. And that this is true for every human being. That's her way of saying no exceptions. I discovered that when I believe that voice in my head and what it's telling me, when I believe my thoughts, I suffer. When I don't believe them, I don't suffer. And that's true for all of us. See, she's saying the exact same thing that Michael Singer is saying. She's just using the word suffering. So we could take Michael's quote and substitute the word suffering. All suffering is caused by mind. Because that's what he means by a problem. You're, you're suffering. To some extent, when you, when, oh, this is a problem. I got a problem in my, my medical or my financial or my occupational, my relational, my family. I, I got a problem. Well, and there's a problem. There's some type of suffering, correct? I know the word suffering sounds very dramatic, you know, like you've got, you know, you're impaled by a sword. Oh my God, I'm suffering because someone just stabbed me in the side. No, suffering, suffering can be sort of mild, like just a problem. Having a problem means you're suffering is what I'm trying to say. Now, what Byron Katie's saying there is that my mind has got all kinds of thoughts and judgments and it's talking about things all the time. I mean, there's one thought after another coming from what Michael calls your inner roommate. <laughs> That's kind of the way he describes that voice in your head. It's like you have an inner roommate. There's somebody living in there with you and it's just talking to you all the time. And it's saying this or that, and this shouldn't be this way, and that shouldn't be that way, and it's interpreting things. Well, well you know, they did that, so this is what it means. And, you know, this happened, so this is what's going to happen next. And you better watch out for this because that's, you know, they're out to get you, you know, or something. So, so he's basically, all suffering is being, is caused by your mind because you're listening to those thoughts. You're believing them. You're believing that voice in your head with all of its theories and stories and interpretations now, that's an interesting thing to talk about for a minute, because even though on one hand, you can choose your thoughts, on one hand, you can decide, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plan out a trip. I'm going to start thinking about a trip I want to take and where I want to fly and hotel reservations and going to the... So, so you can sort of tell your mind think about this and your mind will then create thoughts because you're sort of 
asking it to. But what's so strange is that when you don't need your mind to figure something out for you, you're just driving down the street. You're sitting, meditating. You're in a conversation with someone. Have you noticed that your mind is still yapping at you, even though you haven't asked it to tell you anything? (laughs) So I would say 95% of all the thoughts you have are automatic. You aren't asking your mind to give you some information or some insight or to do something, but it doesn't shut up. It'd be great if you had a really, if you had an inner roommate and the only time it said anything is when you asked it a question, (laughs) right? But your inner roommate isn't like that. It's always talking. In other words, you don't choose your thoughts. That's why it's so stupid when people say your thoughts create reality. You don't choose your thoughts. They just pop into your damn head. Have you noticed that? They're just random. You're driving down the road and all of a sudden you're thinking about something that happened back in high school. Where the hell did that come from? You have no idea. You just all of a sudden noticed, oh my God, I'm thinking about high school. Or you're sitting down to meditate and you're trying to pay attention to your breath. And you're actually trying not to think about anything. You're just paying attention to your breath. And all of a sudden, your mind is talking about what you want to have for breakfast. Did you, you didn't choose that. The mind just talks on its own. (laughs) So thoughts just pop into your head. Now, that's important because if they just pop into your head, there's nothing you can do about that. You can't stop the mind from creating thoughts. Michael Singer says the mind is a thought generating machine. It's just what it does. It just generates thought after thought, after thought, after story, after story, after judgment, opinion, beliefs, interpretations. The mind is a thought generating machine. Sometimes you ask the mind to think about something, but almost all the time the mind is just talking to you. So thoughts are just popping up and you can't control them, but you can believe them right? You can listen to those thoughts. You can believe those thoughts and then you can act on them. That's going to cause problems, right? So that's what Byron Katie's sort of getting at. She's like, thoughts, thoughts aren't making me suffer necessarily. It's when I believe them. I discovered that when I believed my thoughts, I suffered. But when I didn't believe them, I didn't suffer. That's true for all of them, for all of us. So the mind is creating thoughts. That's really not the problem. The problem is when you believe them, when you think your thoughts are right, and when you act on them. Is it starting to make sense? Your suffering is caused by mind because your mind is, first of all, saying this shouldn't happen, that shouldn't happen, I don't like this, I don't like that, people should treat me a certain way, life should be a certain way, it shouldn't be raining on the day I'm getting married, you know, my kids shouldn't be behaving this way, 
I shouldn't be single at my age. I should be way more financially successful by now. See, your marital status, your financial status, even your health status is not a problem in and of itself. It's just what is. There's only a problem when you don't like it. When your mind says, this isn't right, this isn't fair, I don't like this. But make no mistake, life still unfolds. Things still happen. Your car is going to break down. You're going to lose a job. Someone's going to break up with you. You're going to go to the doctor and they're going to tell you something that you don't really want to hear, right? I mean, your kids are going to do things. I mean, stuff's going to happen. But none of it has to be problem. And if it is a problem, it's because of the way you're thinking about it. So between Michael Singer and Byron Katie, what you begin to understand is that it's the way I'm relating to my thoughts. It's the way I'm thinking about life. That's what's causing my suffering and my drama and my, and my pain and my problems. So you know what I should do if I'm smart? I ought to get really interested in trying to understand the mind. Because it's the root of all suffering. It's the root of all the problems. It's talking and I believe it and I act on it. And So I, I think one of the missions in my life should be to understand the mind. <laughs> to, to really get a grip on this thinking aspect that we humans have you know, developed through thousands and thousands of years of evolution. We've got this amazing ability to use our minds to create rocket ships, to develop vaccines. Regardless of how you feel about the corona vaccine, there's tons of vaccines that have solved and saved millions and millions of people's lives. Right? We make skyscrapers and we've developed electricity and you know, you know what I'm saying? The mind has done some amazing things. But the mind is also going to be the thing that maybe does us all in. Someone has a thought like I should launch a nuclear weapon and they believe that thought. By the way, any, any mass shooter, they simply have thoughts that they're listening to. You need to go kill all those kids. You need to go shoot up the parade because you've been mistreated and life's not fair and, and you'll show them, you'll teach them a lesson. They'll know who you are. Their, their mind is saying that and they're believing it. They're acting on it. Look at the problem that they cause and that they have. Now you and I, we do the same things though usually and thankfully on a much less dramatic scale. But we, we do, I'm going to give somebody a piece of my mind, right? So we do have these thoughts that we think, that we listen to and that we believe and we take action. And they cause all kinds of suffering, Right? 
So all suffering, all problems are caused by mind. No exception. Now, there might be some people who are more aligned with the Christian faith right now that are wondering about this. This seems like Eastern wisdom. You know, I'm not so sure about that. You know, does the Bible say anything about this? It says the exact same thing. It really does. In the book of Proverbs, in chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, the Bible says this. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Here it is. Listen. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. He will make your path straight. That verse is saying, trust in the Lord. Don't listen to that fucking voice in your head. Don't lean on your own understanding because your understanding is so limited. The only thing you understand are the things that you've experienced, but you haven't experienced hardly anything in the grand scheme of things. Your understanding is based upon your past and is very limited. So don't lean on your own understanding Don't listen to that voice in your head. Don't trust your thinking. Because there's a nut job living in your head. (laughs) Have you noticed that? There's a, like I said in some other podcasts, there is a negative, neurotic nut job living in your head. And you listen to them, they become your relationship coach. They become your financial advisor, your medical advisor, your relationship advisor. You've got this negative neurotic nut job in your head that's telling you why people do things and how you should respond. And it's interpreting what things mean and what they don't mean. That's the root of your suffering. All problems are caused by mind. No exception. So that should make you want to, man, I really want to understand my thinking. I want to understand the mind because I really don't want to suffer. And I don't want problem after problem after problem. I don't want a life of problems and then I die. I don't want to suffer. I, w- I want to be free. I want to, I want to live life. I want to love. I want to laugh. I want to be alive. I, I want to be happy. Well, if If all the problems are being caused by mind, if my suffering is because I'm believing my thoughts, well, then maybe I need to become a student of the mind here. Maybe I need to, you know, kind of get into a little cognitive behavioral perspectives, (laughs) right? That's the phrase in therapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, which is your thinking creates your behavior, Duh. Right? So, all problems are caused by mind. Well, wait a minute, Roy. What about anxiety and depression? Stuff like that. Um, Okay, I will admit that there's a very small percentage of people that deal with, that have some sort of mental health issue, like an anxiety disorder or a clinical depression that can be linked squarely 
to the biology and biochemistries in their bodies. Their hormones are out of balance and the biochemistry is off and it's affecting their mood. It's causing depression. You know, the serotonin, the dopamine, you know, all the, 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 the female hormones, which I can't even, estrogen, progesterone, I don't know what, and women are so complicated. <laughs> Men just have one testosterone, basically. <laughs> right, but so there's, there's a chance that kind of when you have a problem, it can be a biochemical thing. But I would say 99% of it is is your anxiety or your depression is being caused by your thinking. Ever had the thought that, my God, what if I never meet someone and I spend the rest of my life alone? Have you ever had that thought? Have you noticed the suffering comes in immediately? The sadness, the anger, the anxiety, the fear? You got a problem, don't you? Is it because you're single? No. It's because your mind just told you it might last forever. Now you got a problem. Because right now, today, you're single. You're probably quite happy right now in this moment. You're doing whatever you're doing. You're listening to me. Maybe you're working out. Maybe you're driving in your car. And there's not a problem right now with being single. Right now, in this second, there's no problem. But when the mind says, well, what if you never meet someone? What if you turn 80 and you're, you're, you're all alone and there's no one to take care of you? Now you got a problem. Do you see it? The mind caused it. Now you've got anxiety. Depression, most, most depression, it's just a bunch of thoughts that you've believed. My life shouldn't be this way. By now I should be here. By now it should be this way. It's not fair. My friends are doing this. Everybody else is doing that. And I'm, I'm not. And you get down, you get discouraged, and it, it builds on itself. And then you find yourself depressed. You can't get out of bed in the morning. It's not because of some event in your life. It's because of the way you're thinking about it. Thinking causes depression or anxiety. Hmm, <laughs> sit with that. So, when you begin to understand that my mind is my enemy, <laughs> that voice in my head is not my friend. It's fucking me up. It's, it's full of shit. It's got terrible wisdom and terrible guidance. I've done other podcasts on that. I call it your inner relationship coach. And you need to fire your inner relationship coach. You need to quit listening to that voice in your head that seems to know everything about everybody and what they're meaning and what they're doing and, and all that kind of stuff. So you become very interested in trying to understand the mind. Okay? And then once you do, you become very open to, like, what are, what are some tools that can help me kind of train the monkey mind a little bit? What are some ways that I can not get stuck believing all my thoughts, which cause suffering? What are some things I can do to understand my mind so that I don't create problems because of the way I'm thinking about whatever's happening? And I'm going to give you two tools, two of them. They're both necessary. If you don't want to have problems, if you don't want to have suffering in your life, then 
These are two things that you need to do immediately. The first one is you should become very familiar with the work of Byron Katie. Her website is called thework.com. I mean, really, T-H-E-W-O-R-K, thework.com. She's developed a four-question process to help you discover whether or not what you're believing is actually true. Because remember, she said, I discovered that when I believed my thoughts, when I thought they were true, I suffer. What Byron teaches is that anytime you're suffering, you're believing something that's not true. Hear that. Maybe that's the quote I should have used. Anytime you're suffering, anytime you've got a problem, you are believing something that is not true. I, you got laid off. It's the problem because you're believing that it shouldn't have happened. I shouldn't have got laid off. That's not right. You're going to be suffering. Why? It's not true. You did get laid off. What do you mean you shouldn't have? I mean, you did. You're just believing you shouldn't have. That's where your suffering is coming from because you're not believing the truth. So Byron Katie's The Work, she's developed an inquiry process where you take your beliefs that are causing suffering, your thoughts, the mind, you put it on a piece of paper and you ask, is it true? Can I absolutely know it's true? How do I feel or how do I react when I believe it? Well, who would I be and how would I react if I didn't believe it? And then she offers turnarounds. What's the opposite of your your belief? What's the opposite of your story? I'm going to I'm never going to meet someone. I'm going to die alone. Is that true? How do you know if that's true? You don't know. It's like, "No, no, that's not true." I don't know. I have no idea about the future. So right then and there the suffering disappears. No, I guess I don't have any idea what's going to happen five minutes from now, much less five years from now. Right? But if I believe that thought, what happens? Oh, I get all anxious inside. I try too hard when I do meet someone. I come on too strong. I kind of act desperate. That chases them away. And then it reinforces the whole thing that I'm never going to meet someone. That's, what, that's how I behave when I believe the thought that I'm never going to meet someone. I just made a problem out of being single. So that is an unbelievable tool, is getting familiar with the work. And on her website, she's got tons of videos where she's working with people in her four-question process. She also has a podcast. Who doesn't these days? (laughs) She has a podcast that's called At Home with Byron Katie. And all the podcast is, it's not her teaching things. She doesn't interview anyone. She is just recording sessions when she's working with someone who is believing something that's causing suffering. They're believing a thought that's causing suffering. So she's working with them with the four questions. So you can just listen in. And by listening in or going to her website, you're learning the four questions And it makes it so easy to apply it to your own life, to how your mind is causing problems.
So that's the first thing. It's Byron Katie's The Work, and I would recommend her podcast too. The second thing, the best tool to train the mind, to understand the mind, is meditation. I mean, that's the ancient practice. There's a reason why meditation has been the central practice in every spiritual tradition since kingdom come, because everybody's recognized it's my thinking that's fucking me up. It, it, it's the mind that's the problem. So meditation is a way of working with the mind. It's a, it's a way of discovering the nature of the mind and what it's doing and why it's causing suffering and how it works. So meditation is the primary tool that a conscious person uses to end suffering because they use it to understand the mind, to kind of get a grip on that voice in their head, that to disconnect from that inner roommate. So if you don't have a regular meditation practice, you're going to be at the whims of your thinking. You're just going to be believing thoughts because you're going to be so identified with your thinking that whatever thought you have, you're going to just assume it's true because I'm thinking it. It must be true. No, it's not. It's actually causing suffering. So you need to meditate. But more than that, you need to practice a certain kind of meditation. You see, there's two kinds of meditation. Okay, Maybe I'll do a podcast on this someday. But real quick, there's the, 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 there are meditations in the category of stress relief. There are meditations and meditation techniques that are just helping you just calm down, you know, decompress, let go of some stress. They help you fall asleep. Okay? This is mostly what you find on apps called Calm or Headspace. It's fine to, to do a little meditation, listen to some music. Maybe someone's got a soothing voice. And it just, it just soothes the savage beast within you. <laughs> Okay, it just calms you down and relaxes you, and that's fine. Okay, but doing that, you're not learning anything about the nature of mind, you're just kind of relaxing. That kind of meditation is like having a drink or you know, taking a couple of hits from marijuana, it just kind of relaxes you, it just calms you down for a while. But there's no real transformation. There's no real awakening as to the root of the stress, the root of the suffering. You're just sort of medicating it briefly and you're, and you're, you're calming yourself down. You're relaxing. So in that way, a lot of meditations are no different than having a couple drinks. I just, it just takes the edge off. Spiritual people use meditation for that. Normal people just have a couple drinks, but you're doing the same thing when you're just wanting to relax and calm down and be able to go to sleep. Follow me? But there's a whole other category of meditation, and it's a meditation that is designed to help you come to a clarity of understanding about the nature of reality, about the nature of mind. It's a meditation that helps you discover what the hell is really going on here, like what's really the problem. It's a meditation that helps you wake up. It's a meditation 
that helps you see clearly, right? It's like walking into a dark room and you're, you're stumbling around, stumping your toes on shit. You're banging your knees against crap and, you know, and then you find the light switch and you turn it on. You're like, oh, now I see everything. Now I won't have to bump into things and stub my toe and, and bang my knees because I can see because the light's on. There's a kind of meditation that does that. It turns the light on in the aspect of what's going on inside of your head. What's happening with life and reality here? Because you've been stumbling around, you know, stubbing your toes and banging your knees against stuff. You've got problems, right? Me too. You've got problems. You've got suffering. You're stumbling around in the dark. And this kind of meditation that I'm going to describe to you is the kind that flips on a light switch where you have, aha, you're not just simply relaxing to the point where you go back to work or back into a relationship the next day and you're stressed out again and you got to come home from work and meditate again or have another couple of drinks again because life is continuing to stress you out and you continually need to calm down, right? Uh, What good is that? It's like going around in circles. But there's a kind of meditation that turns the light on where you're like, oh my God, I see the root of suffering. I, I see the mind. I see what's going on here. And that's a particular kind of meditation that you will find in Sam Harris's Waking Up app. Go to the app store. You can download the Waking Up app by Sam Harris. Now, it's not free. I believe it costs $100 for a year membership, okay? But there's a, there's a caveat with that. But first, I want to say that this, this waking up app is one of the most amazing spiritual tools that I have ever come across. There is so much on this app. Yes, there is an, an introductory 28-day meditation course. That's where you have to start. They're 10-minute meditations. You don't have to do them every day. You can take 280 days to do them, but you're going to do these 28 meditations because it's training you in a process. You're learning about the mind. He's taking you through a journey of of self-awareness and understanding about the mind. And they're just 10-minute meditations. After you finish the 28 meditations... There's a brand new 10-minute meditation uploaded every day on the site. Really? He he has a brand new 10-minute meditation every single day. But in addition to that, there's all kinds of interviews with, with, with the best spiritual teachers. There's all kinds of other practices and, and, um, Things that are uh, meditations done by other spiritual teachers. There's so much on this app. It is so unbelievably worth. If it was a thousand dollars a year, I would pay it. That's how awesome this app is. It's truly one of the best deals ever. For a hundred bucks, you get access to some of the best spiritual growth meditations and wisdom there is in the world today. Okay, but you can get it for free. And I'm not doing something wrong here because Sam publicly has said many, 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 many times that he doesn't want anyone to not have access to the app because of money. So all you need to do 
is write an email to support at wakingup.com and say, hey, listen, can you give me a free account? No questions asked. You don't have to prove that you need it. You, all you need to do is ask for it. And they're going to say, sure, you got it. One year free membership. Okay. Now, if you can afford, they have a, they have a, a scholarship where you can get it half off, 50 bucks a year. But if you've got the money, spend the money because someone has to pay for the app and to keep it going, <laughs> right? I mean, the waking up aspect of Sam Harris's work does have expenses. He has employees and so forth, and he wants to make a living, right? So if you can afford it, pay for it. But if you can't, the damn thing is free. It's like the greatest thing since sliced bread. So... If I've convinced you that your mind is your worst enemy, it's your mind that's making problems, it's your mind that's causing suffering, because you're believing that voice in your head. If 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 you want to grow in this regard, if you if you want to understand the mind, if if this is catching your attention, then become a student of Byron Katie and get the Waking Up app by Sam Harris on wherever you get apps, the app store, you know, I don't know what it is on Android. I know I only have an iPhone. So there you go. All problems, all suffering is caused by mind. No exceptions. Now, in next week, we'll come to the fourth pithy bit of wisdom for life and love. And until then, have a great week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.